Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Modern Hairstylist Podcast. Today, we're talking about literally like the most important, most fundamental foundation in your business. I would argue that this is probably like the most important part of your business. I really do. I I really think that for any person, any business, especially in the beginning or in the growth phases or any part of your freaking business, this is the make or break. I all too often will see stylists who are so talented, have great work, take all the education, are super passionate, and they are doing everything in their power to grow their business. And they are not getting the results that they're looking for. And they're not getting the new client request that they're looking for. And when we do a deeper dive, I realize it's because this has not been figured out yet. Or it has been figured out, but it hasn't been figured out in an optimized way or in a way that really actually helps you grow and actually creates results for you. So today, we're going to be talking about your target market, or as I like to call it myself, an ideal client profile. There's a million things that marketers and educators and businesses call this, okay? Target market, ideal client profile, uh, unicorn client, dream client, whatever whatever you want to call it, I don't care. I'm calling it an ideal client profile, okay? It's all the same shit. Now, here's the T. I'm going to give you, whether you're familiar with target market or not, I am going to give you a little bit of a review before we get into the three biggest target market mistakes that I see. I'm going to give you a review of what a target market actually is, what an ideal client profile actually is, and why it's important and all these good things. And then we're going to get into the three biggest mistakes. So if you're ready to get into it, let's go. What's the tea, friend? My name's Hunter Donia, industry business educator for hairstylists, but my friends just call me Hunty. And I'm Caitlin, the CMO for Team Hunty, here to offer additional perspectives and kick-ass marketing advice. Whether it be growing your clientele, making more money, or automating and streamlining your systems, in the next 20 minutes or so, you'll be hearing realistic, actionable strategies to create a beautiful career for yourself behind the chair. So if you're ready to get into it, welcome to the Modern Hairstylist Podcast. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Hundy. I'm a little fucking tea, honey. Not much. I don't have any like witty comebacks for you today. <laughs> just, just the casual, casual norm. What's what's new with you? What's the tea with you, friend? You just ate a British um, pudding, right? I did. I did. Um, it's like the equivalent of like an American snack pack. So it's just like it's the Arrow brand. So you would get it in like England, and they have it in Canada as well. I need to go to the UK. I've not been to the UK yet, and I need to experience this British uh, pudding and all the other British things. Like, I mean, real British pudding is like a whole other situation. Like, oh, for put- real. They don't mess around with pudding. They don't mess around with pudding. <laughs> Sending me. I love it. Okay, well, thank you so much for being here, Caitlin. My thank pleasure. you for keeping us on track, and thank you for participating in the conversation. We really appreciate it. Today, we're going to be talking about the three biggest target market mistakes like I said in the intro, I'm going to be talking to you about what an actual target market or ideal client profile actually is. The reason why I'm interchanging is because I know some, I know the majority of people call this a target market, right? And so I'm going to be using these words interchangeably. So I have a definition of what a target market is right here pulled up in front of me. And it says a target market is a group of people that have been identified as the most likely potential customers for a product. 
because of the shared characteristics, such as age, income, and lifestyle. I had a problem getting that characteristics out of my mouth, but we got there, okay? It's fine. It's great. So, identifying the target market is a key part of the decision-making process when a company designs, packages, and advertises their product. This is a decades-old, you know, knowledgeable thing that you would learn if you went to a business school or if, if you took a business class in college, whatever it may be. But for us, it is only just starting to come to us as this, as our industry, as the beauty industry is starting to embrace modern day business and just like business education in general, right? That is so fantastic and amazing and important because I know damn well for both the businesses that I created from scratch, if I didn't understand this and if I didn't get it down from the very beginning, I would be nowhere near where I am today and I would not have been able to explode them to what they were. And so I want to make sure that you, my friend, listening to this, that number one, you don't just have one. You don't just have one, but you have one that actually works and supports you in your growth and your daily operations and everything that you need to do to achieve the massive success that is possible for you within this industry. Now, the reason why a target market or having somebody with specific characteristics that are similar to the solutions or relevant to the solutions that you offer in your business is so important is because, and and effective, I should also say, is because people don't want somebody who kind of can solve their problem or who solves their problem every now and then or who does a little bit of everything, right? When you are looking to go to a doctor, you're wanting to see the specialist for whatever problem you are trying to solve, right? So we're not going to go to a heart surgeon if we're looking to get our, I don't know, our feet worked on or something. We're not going to, we're not going to go to a heart surgeon for a broken bone and vice versa, right? We're not going to go to a general surgeon for a heart surgery, right? We're going to be going to the heart surgeon. And this is the type of thinking and the psychology of consumer behavior, that when you can tap into that and when you can dive really deep into it and put yourself in that person's shoes, you are able to explode your business. And contrary to to popular belief, the wider net that you cast, the less people you are going to catch. It has been proven time and time and time again. And so what we often think is, is that we should cater to every single person, friends, family, kids, all the people that exist on this earth, right? But when it ends up happening is, is your marketing gets really muddy and confusing and unfocused. And the moment that anybody lands on your website, anybody, when they land on your website, when they land in your marketing, when they see your posters, place, place anywhere, whatever it may be. They don't feel like they're being spoken to. They get distracted. They're unfocused because you're not speaking to them. You're speaking to everybody. So that is why it's so important to have this in place. And again, this might be review for you. This might not be review for you. But again, I see people who say like, oh, yeah, I have a target market. And then I'm like, okay, what is it? And then they tell me completely irrelevant information that is not going to be helping them in the success of their business. So whether this is a new concept to you or not, I'm really glad that you're listening to this episode and I want you to keep an open mind and I want you to be very self-aware and reflect so you can make sure that this is as optimized for you as possible, okay? If we're down for that, then I'm down to give you the tea. 
So these are the three biggest target market mistakes that I see, Biggest, uh, the three biggest ideal client profile mistakes that I see when somebody goes about actually creating this profile for themselves and their business. Number one, we're going to start off with the fact that a lot of people want to just focus on the money. People chase the money. That is their first thought when they are deciding who this person is, right? So they'll be like, okay, this is somebody who is rich as hell. Um, They have all the money to spend. They tip really well. They are loyal to small businesses. They love self-care. All of that shit, right? And I and I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you that every single stylist has has done this, or every single business when they've started out learning business have has done this. Is they start to chase the money because that's what we think is going to be most effective for us. And I'm not saying that this can't necessarily work for you. I'm just saying that it can very strongly and likely deter you from actually creating a business that you enjoy and that you make a shit ton of money doing. Because we need to start with the person and then we need to understand why this person would want to spend money on you. And I am a firm believer. I don't care how much money this person has. I know that if I am, if my marketing is strong enough, if my client experience is strong enough, and I have built an entire business and solutions speaking specifically to this person, the money will come. They will prioritize their budget around me because I am the only bitch who speaks to them as strongly as I do. What happens is, is we focus way too much on these coins and these things that we maybe think that we should be focusing on if we really want to create a successful business, when in reality can actually be holding you back. What ends up happening is, is we focus on the wrong people. We don't even know where to start when we look at that, that kind of profile because, you know, people with shit ton of money, there, it very much varies, right? Like there's a lot of people with a lot of money and they're all different types of people too. And so we don't want to start with the money. The money is a little important, but we want to start with the person first, the person that you enjoy serving. And this person should be somebody who has a problem that you enjoy and you are the expert at solving. You know, that goes into having kind of like a specialty, right? And that's kind of a different conversation, but also not a different conversation because these two things go hand in hand. If you love doing silk presses on people, right? If like you are the expert at it and you could do it day in and day out, right? That is where I want you to start. And I want you to think about the type of person that you love serving and the type of person who would want to be getting silk silk presses inside and out and what problems that normally come up within their life and in their hair and in their previous salon experiences that would make them want your specific solutions for how you go about doing silk presses. That is how you should be starting with your entire profile is figuring out what are the solutions that you can provide and who is the person that you would like to serve and how are you bridging the gap between that person, their problems, and your solutions. That is where we start. We do not start with the money. The money will come later, period. Do you have anything to share, Caitlin? Yeah, I can just share like a small story. So I was trying to explain this to somebody recently as well. And I, the best way that I can describe it is like, like Hunter was saying, like something that we see so often is people saying like, oh, they love self-care and they love getting like the services that I offer done. And like, it's kind of implied already, like it's your target market. So 
obviously they want to get the services that you offer. So just stop paying attention to something that is so minute. And honestly, like it really is implied. So like, obviously they want the services that you have to offer. So that's just my like little snippet there. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like the money comes after. I love that you said it's implied. Like I, I screamed yes. You guys couldn't see me. I was on mute, but I was screaming yes when you, when you said that, Caitlin, because it's implied the money will follow because these are your p- people that you are specifically speaking to. Absolutely. Yes. I love that point. Thank you. Okay. So the second, the second biggest mistake that I see is we focus a whole lot on our branding colors, and yes, a personal brand, which is also a kind of a different conversation. We focus a lot on the colors that these people like. We focus a lot on their age. We focus, again, a lot on their money. We focus a lot on very surface-level things that literally, yes, it can help you get there, right? It can help you get there, but it's not where it all ends, okay? It's not where it all ends. Just because you know what colors this person likes, just because you know what their age is, just because you know what their lifestyle looks like, does not mean that you understand how to actually sell to this person and what you need to say in your copy to be able to get them to pay attention and want what you're actually selling to them, that being your services and your solutions, right? We don't take in consideration what their pain points are. And my ideal client profile that I teach and that I'll be teaching in Chief Marketing Hairstylist, our workshop that we have going on, it has three parts to the anatomy of an ideal client profile. Number one, we have the attributes. And so the attributes are everything that I just said. It's like the demographic, the colors, the age, all that fun, frilly stuff. Like if you create like a brand board, right? Like something like that, right? Like that is your fun, frilly surface level attributes, which are important to understand. Yes, but our attributes are in place so that we then can understand what the pain points are and what their objections will be. It's important to have all three parts of this in your ideal client profile or else you will literally only understand, you'll you'll only understand the type of person this is and you're not going to understand how to sell to them. There's going to be a disconnect. You're going to have a really hard time coming up with what you should actually be posting on social. Or you're going to have a lot of people who always are going to be lurkers and always just kind of consume your content or like look at your page and think it's really pretty, but they'll never actually click the book now button because you're not focusing on anything psychologically that makes them actually want to go ahead and book with you. And the pain points and objections is where that comes in. And that comes from our attributes, right? So we have to figure that out first. But then based upon real data and feedback, which we're going to be talking about next, you'll be able to find out what their pain points are. So that way you can speak to them and bridge, like I said, bridge their pain to your solutions and then sell using those things, right? So we need to making we need to be making sure that we're not just taking in consideration these pretty brand boards and and what the, your colors are going to be and like all that stuff. It's not all about the visuals. Like I will tell you, let me spill the tea here right now. Everybody is so concerned about their visual brand. Like it's their number one concern, especially for us as hairstylists because we are such visual people. We are literally in the beauty industry. I totally understand that. I will tell you, I am honestly, quite honestly, I am not that crazy 
visually creative. I'm truly not. I got into this industry because I loved the theory. I loved the business. I loved the relationships that I created with people, the connections, the science. I loved all of that stuff. I didn't love it because of like the art that I was creating. It's cool. It's not, I'm not mad about it, but I've never been like a visually like cool person. Like I can make things work. I can throw a canvas, something or other together. It's gotten me to where I am today. But what has really gotten me to where I am today has not been the fucking personal branding because my personal branding from the very beginning of both of my businesses has not been cute, honey. <laughs> Let me tell you that, girl. It has been inconsistent. It is clunky. It has been not cute. It has not been the vibe. It is not the tea, okay? But my saving grace this entire time And it just proves to me so hard how much more important this is. And this is what you have to figure out first is I understand my messaging. I understand the person I'm speaking to and I know what I have to say and do and how I need to package things to make them relate to and want to actually work with me. That is so much more important and so much more fundamental than your visual brand. You need that stuff first or you cannot make those decisions anyway. And I'm not saying a personal brand isn't important. Yes, being visually appealing and cohesive and and consistent and all those things, it, it's important. Don't get it twisted. But honestly, quite honestly, it none of it matters. Like cute pictures and great work and all that stuff, none of it matters. It all goes to shit if you don't understand your messaging and how to actually speak to this person, okay? So that's number two not understanding or taking consideration what the person's pain points or objections are. And we'll talk more about attributes and pain points in my workshop and probably on social and maybe in a different other podcast episode or anything like that. Let's go to number three. Number three is not using real data and feed back. I know that you've heard the term like dream client before, right? Like booking a dream client, right? Like that's what we want to do. We want to come up with this dream client and then we want to book these dream clients. Let me tell you what a dream client is. It's a dream, honey. They don't exist. They're a dream in your brain. They, they, it, when, we, when we pull these, the, this dream out of our brain and we come up with this beautifully perfect ideal client unicorn person and we decide, okay, that's the person that we're going to target in on my marketing. That is who we're going to build our entire foundation of our business on, right? We are literally, we're not even validating that there's actually a market out there for that person right? We're not even validating. We don't even know if that market actually even exists. And the thing about this is, is you you are in a very different region. You live in a very different place of circumstances versus other people. Circumstances change very viscerally when you take in consideration people's location and specific circumstances and life events and all these good things, right? So when we come up with dream clients, quote unquote, and that is, and we just pull our ideal client profile out of thin air and just like decide who that person is going to be without using actual real data feedback and research and validate that that market actually exists, we end up coming up with content or marketing in a way where we're not even sure if we're really speaking to what this person actually really cares about or what they actually want, or we don't even know if they even exist. 
So what I want to make sure that you do when we when you are optimizing and you're coming up with a really strong ideal client profile is that you are using real data and feedback, okay? And really understanding from that person's perspective, these real people's perspective, right? Exactly what you need to say to them and what their past based upon their past experiences and their current pain points. So that way you can show up consistently and actually get them to book with you in the chair. So we're going to be showing you how to come up with an ideal client profile that actually works with getting new ideal clients through your door by making it so you understand how to speak to this person with real data and feedback. You're showing up in the right spaces. You understand this person's attributes, pain points, and objections, and so much more in chief marketing hairstylist. And guess what? This is not going to take you a whole freaking year. It's going to take you four hours. Imagine, imagine you in four hours, you are going to have a documented marketing system that you are able to follow step by step by step to get you to the goals that you are trying to achieve in your business and get you a flood of new ideal client requests. Okay. That is what we're going to be doing in chief marketing hairstylists. And so you can go to hunterdonia.com forward slash marketing in which you can sign up and learn more about that there. Or you can go to the show notes of this episode and get the link directly right there. And we will be so freaking happy to see you there. It is going to be a next level workshop. This is the first time that I'm going to be opening it up to non MSM members. And so everybody's freaking invited and I'm super excited to pop off and get this going with you, my friends. So if you enjoyed this episode of the Modern Hairstylist podcast, I hope that you'll leave a five-star testimonial wherever you're listening to this. I would really appreciate it. And I look forward to spilling the tea with you in the next episode. Peace out, Girl Scout. Bye-bye. Hey friend, thank you for tuning into the Modern Hairstylist Podcast. My mission here is to help you streamline the operations in your business as much as possible so you can grow with ease and less overwhelm. At the center of all that I teach is all about embracing technology and what it can do for us nowadays, technology such as digital forms. Digital forms are the core foundation of all that I teach and preach to, and that's why it's so important for us to be using the right software with the right capabilities to carry out all that we need them to. And that's exactly why I partner with and teach to using JotForm. JotForm is a full-feature online form builder that makes it easy to create robust forms and collect important data. It's trusted by over 15 million users worldwide, such as nonprofits, educational institutions, enterprises, small businesses such as us, and so much more. JotForm is a gateway to gathering better information to power your business, and with the right guidance and mentorship, JotForm can absolutely transform the way you do business by automating and streamlining the way you interact with your clients. So if you're ready to get started with JotForm and really truly see how digital forms can transform your business, check out the show notes of this episode for a direct link to get signed up with JotForm. Enjoy all those new digital forms you're able to create now, and I will catch you in the next episode.